When you're navigating the complicated world of real estate, you want someone you can trust holding your hand along the way. Here's just the right person and just the right program. It's the Dan Janis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. Here's your host and broker owner of the Dan Janis Real Estate Team, Dan Janis. Thanks for joining us, everyone. We have a great show planned for you today. The millennial generation is really turning out to be a force to be reckoned with in the real estate industry. We'll tell you more about that in just a minute. Now, also coming up on today's show, we'll answer our email question of the week. It's pertaining to writing an offer on a home that already has an offer accepted. We're also going to learn about a brand new condominium project just announced this week. And have you ever gone to flush a toilet only to have it clog? And wait, and there's no plunger in sight. We'll give you some tips on how to clear that clog. Saw plunger. But first, joining me in the studio today are some of the other folks from the Dan Jemis Real Estate team. And they've all brought plungers with them this morning. <laughs> we have Kathy Talbot and Courtney Bondi. How are you, ladies? Good. Good morning. Good morning. Well, uh, yeah. So we're going to get to that story. <laughs> or those tips. Sometime soon. Dan, but I'm beginning to think that you have a bathroom fetish. I <laughs> <laughs> you talk about uh, brushing your teeth. The toilet flushing and with the, the teeth. toilets. Yeah. And yes, I'm beginning to wonder. It's all just fascinating. Wonder. All these kinds of tips, right? We, we did, um, what was it the, the one time? Tips with um, how to use uh, various items. Items, yeah. Uh, in your bathroom that, you know, that aren't for its intended use. That was a fun one. What do we take away from that one? What was the what was the one of the funniest things we had? You can uh, use conditioner for shaving. Yes, conditioner for shaving. <laughs> we laughed a long time about that one. <laughs> yes. But everyone's doing good uh, this week. Everyone's doing great this week. Fantastic. Lots of uh, we've had more multiple offers on on listings this week, and yep, that's exciting. Lots of buyers uh, looking for properties. We'll get to uh, to some of those as well. We'll talk about what we're looking for. So if anyone is uh, out there listening uh, and has a property to match, then it might be a good time to sell. Eh? Yeah. Um, in the meantime, we uh, we did some pickups for our charity yard sale this week. Mm-hmm. It was uh, we got a couple of uh, vanfuls. Yeah, it's pretty amazing when you when you pull up someone's door and they they call the office or they email us saying, "Hey, I've got some stuff for your charity yard sale. Perfect to come by and pick it up." We get there and it's like a whole bunch of stuff. Like it fills the van. It's pretty cool. It's pretty amazing. And uh, you know, it's it doesn't help that it it doesn't help it doesn't hurt that it goes to to a local charity and 100 percent of the proceeds go to charity. Uh, it's a pretty huge event, so um, you can always find more information on our website danjemis.com. Uh, and uh, if you have anything to donate, it can be anything that we could sell in a yard sale. Really, uh, people donate. You know, um, my goodness, toys, baby uh, items, baby items and uh, books, knickknacks, anything, and, anything yeah. you can picture in a yard sale. We take it. It's a huge. This will be our third annual um, uh, indoor charity yard sale. Uh, last year we raised over six thousand uh, dollars in like what six hours mm-hmm. wow, for a local charity. Even. It was it was amazing. So we look forward to doing that again this year. Lots more information coming up on the uh, timing of the yard sale to be sometime probably April second is what we're aiming for. But uh, there'll be more uh, more information coming up on that. In the meantime, this this story about uh, millennials. The millennial generation. Now, for anyone listening, wondering, the millennials, I believe, are anyone born between uh, 1980 and, um, I always get this wrong, the, uh, I think, just about 2000, mm-hmm. somewhere somewhere in there, right? Um, and, and this article I found uh, mentions this. With millennials compri- uh, comprising about 25% of Canada's population, this segment wow. is poised to outstrip 
their baby boomer parents in the real estate market as they start moving into their family-rearing years and purchase homes. A large part of this population lives in major job growth hubs like Toronto and Vancouver, driving sales of single-family homes and starter condos in these areas. Experts said that affordability plays a central role in the millennials' purchasing decisions, even as the sector is willing to pay an average of $1,800 per month to rent condos close to the workplaces. Obviously, this wow. is the, you know, the Toronto-Vancouver Toronto, markets. Yeah. Uh, this is because the average resale price of a Toronto condo is now approaching a half million dollars. Unbelievable. And we've had clients that have that have moved here mm-hmm. and sold condos for much more. A, a little one bedroom, less than a yep. less than a thousand square foot condo. Wow. Um, for what they more can than get here. Dollars. And they come here and they buy a you know on the water. I know. Yeah. Uh, or a beautiful house in you know in LaSalle or Lakeshore or where Amherstburg, <sighs> uh, South Windsor, East Windsor, and they're they're amazed by what they can get for you know two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yep. Um, Put some money in crazy. the bank. Besides, you got yeah. it. Um, these projections line up with expert observations that millennials are more attracted to job and a lifestyle as opposed to owning cars or homes. Now, again, th- this article specifically um, it talks about Toronto and Vancouver markets. So I can understand in those markets, you know, people want to be in the downtown core. They want to be around um, their their work areas. You know, travel too much because traffic is just a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um you know, we always joke in our in our little towns here. You know, we have we have one little red light, and it's everybody the end of the world. Everybody like, yeah. oh, Twenty cars in a row. On. Where is everybody <laughs> coming from? <laughs> but you know, we we, all, we often talk about millennials and in in how they they surprise us in some ways, and and how they don't surprise us in other ways. What, what are some of the experiences you guys have had with uh, with millennials out on the road, Kath? Um, I just find that they're have a lot of patience <laughs> what <laughs> they uh they're not willing to wait hey, hey hurry up come on <laughs> talk faster uh-huh exactly <laughs> oh my god is dad a prime example um oh. and when they go out looking at homes they want everything done like they don't want to wait to finish a basement they don't want to save yeah. up money to you know uh add on a garage or whatever they want they want everything from the get-go yep it's a um, it amazes me it's you wonder why that is, right? And I've well, heard I've heard um, talks at at some point where it talks about the baby baby boomer generation, where they grew up, uh, it was sparse, right? Their their parents didn't have much, so they in big families, so they had to you know really make the, stretch things to make make them last, and then so the baby boomer generation was the opposite, right? They wanted to be different, so they wanted to have more uh, in excess of things. Um, and then our generation, oftentimes, I know, I know it contradicts this this article and what we, what we're talking about, but um, and it talks about how our generation, the the millennial generation, um, is the opposite. Our parents had everything, um, and a lot of our generation not does not necessarily want everything, but they they would rather have um, things that mean more to them. Um, I, I don't know how to explain it properly, but. Um, Court, does that make sense to you at all, or no? Because because you're you're a millennial as well. Yeah. What, what's, um, what's your experience? I don't know. I don't know if it is. It, do you mean like like they want more expensive stuff? No, I, I feel not necessarily. But well, this 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 speech I was I was hearing we talked about how they want um, they want more meaning to life. So to them, so uh, to keep going it more to simple. Work, yes, like like the baby boomers, right? Job was a job. Um, you know, wherever they worked, they, if they didn't like it, it, doesn't matter. It paid the bills. Had a good pension. Whereas the millennials, it's not not as important because they would rather have um, uh, a better 
um, life, a better, uh, more fun quality lifestyle. Of life, yeah, the quality life, of life, quality of life, like um, traveling more, 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 travel, more experiences and stuff. Um, so they they job hop more often, hmm. um, which uh, I can I can understand. It, to me, it's it makes sense, you know, knowing a lot of millennials. But you know, when it relates back to real estate, you're absolutely right. I find our generation wants everything. Uh, they want it done. They don't want to have to worry about it. They want uh, it yesterday. They want it yesterday. They want it and they want the information. They, they want, want the information, yes. They want yes. all the information yep. on it, and you better be prepared when you get together with them. And, yep. they, and they like to um, to uh, really study things. They want to go online and research, yes. research, research. Yes. Huh? Isn't that interesting? But it'll be interesting to see what... Uh, and then people talk about the next generation. You That's know, what I was just going to say. What in what the heck what, is that going to be like? <laughs> What's I next? think it's going to be very interesting. I can't picture it going any faster pace. Uh, I can't. I can't uh. see it going any faster <laughs> pace. How can it? I, I, I try to follow the millenniums now because I'm the baby boomer yes. generation, right? So I find it amazingly different. I think the, the, the generation after the millennials, I think what the, the mistake is going to be there, what, what, the, what the hardship is going to be there, is they want everything... For nothing, they don't want to work to get things. They they yeah. expect to come into the workforce and just have it, have it made, be at the top, um, you know, come out of high school and, and be the CEO somewhere. But I think that's part of the millennium, like us as well. There's there's this expectation that you know, I expect because I went to university, I expect to come out and make this yep, high, right this away. expensive job in order to afford this big brand yep. new home, and it's. And not work for it. And not work for it. You have to put the effort in and commit and, and work your way up. And I don't see how it can be any other way, seeing how they already have everything. What do you mean so... they already have everything? <laughs> From their parents, you mean? Yeah. Like, like your generation yep. has already got the best of everything. So how can your kids not expect the best of everything, if not even better? Yeah. That's That's a good point. Yeah. But I again, I, I just just from from my group of friends and and from ourselves, I find that we are reversing the trend. Whereas, unlike our parents gave us everything, right? The baby boomers gave their children everything because again, they grew up. Because um, they didn't have they anything. didn't have everything, right? Our parents gave us everything. I think our generation is reversing it. Whereas we are not giving our kids everything. Oh, I hope you're right. We are That's not giving. Awesome. Our, I hope like I speak for our, you know our 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 core group but we don't give our kids everything we have reversed it again because we we got everything we kind of saw what it did to our generation a little bit and we want to reverse it again back the other way um and so is the opposite you know i might not pay for my kids education we have we have the you know the savings and everything but you know unlike some people we know they they will pay the kids education but they don't tell the kids they'll pay the kids education they want them to save up money expecting them to you know to pay for it just to learn that yeah, you don't just get everything exactly or you or you split you the cost to. you know yeah you figure something out but yeah yeah totally but someone i know did does have that that train of thought and it's i love it where yeah they would they have the money saved it's they've been you know saving for their kids education but they didn't tell they haven't told their kids mm -hmm. that the money is saved they want them to actually work for it which is uh which is interesting okay when we come back we're going to get to our uh our email question of the uh of the week Okay, it's pertaining to offers or an offer being accepted on a home and uh, whether or not somebody can, you know, look at, at the house uh, or write another offer afterwards. Okay, so we'll get back to that right uh, right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show on AM 800.
Welcome back to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, a paid program on AM800. Here's your host and broker owner of the largest real estate team in Windsor-Essex, Dan Jemis. Welcome back to the show. We like to tackle a question every once in a while that we'll get by email. Uh, or you can call us as well live on the show if you'd like, 509-792-CKLW. That's 509-792-2559. Uh, and you can email your questions at dan at danjemis.com. And you can find all our contact info on our website as well. So today's question. Hi, Dan. Just wondering if you could tackle this question on your show next week. Once a seller has an offer accepted on their property, can they still accept other offers? We've placed bets on whether myself or my wife is right on this one. Doug and Tina. Kath, do you want you want to start off? Yes, you can. So <laughs> there you go. There's your answer. Thank you very much. The, 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 <laughs> the answer is yes. Regardless of whether or not you have an offer accepted, you can always accept another offer. But there's lots of variables. But. There's a big but. There's a couple of buts. Um, first of all, uh, does the does the offer that is currently accepted have an escape clause? Um, an escape clause is basically uh, where it allows the first offer to be bumped. That's right. So your typical conditional time on, on a property, and, and again, there's lots of variables, and some do it longer, some do it shorter, but a very popular conditional time, if it's just financing, inspection, uh, and insurance conditions, is one week. So that's a very popular time that we tend to see. In that week... Um, there are times when uh, a seller and their realtors will will opt to put a an escape clause, uh, or the, the the yeah the sellers will, so that if another offer comes in, uh, then the offer can be bumped. Mm -hmm. You typically always see an escape clause if the buyers have a house to sell, oh, so yes. it doesn't lock up the property, um, and it can be a forty eight hour escape or a seventy two hour escape clause which means that you'd have to give the first offer that amount of time. So 48 hours or 72 hours to remove all of their conditions uh, or whatever condition that the escape clause mentions. Uh, at that point, if they do not, if they cannot remove that condition in time, then the first offer is bumped and the second offer takes over. Yep. And even if there isn't an escape clause, um, you can always let other people view your house and you can have a backup offer. Yes. And it's conditional upon that the first, first offer. offer falling apart. And we've seen a lot of first offers fall apart. Yep. And people are in line waiting with another offer. So, yep, you don't want to close out, close off your property completely because you just never know. Oh, yeah, no, you never. As a seller, you, you want to keep showing it for sure because you never know that first offer. We always tell people because people get excited. We have yes. an offer accepted. And we always jump in and say, okay, listen, it's not done. It is not done, done till it's done. I was going to say, I think sometimes sellers aren't aware of that, that they just have an offer in front of them and they yep. don't. And then sometimes, you know, you have people that still want to view your home, but the sellers say, no, no thank no, you. I fine. have an offer. I yep. don't want to. I don't want to show with out thinking, hey, what if the condition doesn't go through or whatever? We, yeah. ha we had to start reminding our, our sellers after we're leaving um, an offer presentation and we have an offer accepted. And before we leave, we always say, okay, I don't want to see a word of this on Facebook. Yeah. It's happened before where, where we'll go, we'll yeah. do an offer, our it's accepted. Sold. Our yeah, we sold our house sold. tonight. Yes. No, you haven't sold your house. There's still conditions. It's not done. <laughs> yeah. Retract that. <laughs> so we always tell ourselves, stay off Facebook. I don't want to hear a, you know, a thing on Facebook about this until it's done. Yep. Don't jinx me. But <laughs> <laughs> it is exciting and, and it's yes. hard to wait. It's hard to wait for those conditions to be done, especially when they go to the 11th hour. How many times do we see that? Oh, yeah. oh my gosh. Well, uh, Have end. you heard from that realtor yet? Have you heard from that realtor yet? 
Oh no. my gosh, the oh, removals yeah. are due today. Where are they? I know, hang in there. Well, there's times when when buyers, uh, if their financing is just you know yeah, down really to the wire, difficult. yep, um, they'll ask for extensions. So if it was a week originally, but they need more time, so can we extend three days, four days? That's why it's nice week? to have a backup offer. It's nice to have a backup offer. Yeah, it it really is. And what would really be horrible is if your backup offer yes. was for more money than the first offer. You know, we don't see that that, that often, but it's. You know, you never know. It could, it, it could definitely happen. Well, especially in this market. Yes. Right? Because houses oh, yeah. are selling so quickly. And I get people call me on our listings and I'll say, oh, I'm so sorry. I, you know, it sold yesterday. And is there any way we could still, could we still try? Could we still get in there? Can can you unsell it? Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I just had a lady call me Friday. Can you unsell it? It's true. <laughs> no, How I'm often sorry. does somebody say, uh, we'll say, oh, I'm sorry. You know, we have an offer accepted. It's it's actually sold. It firmed up. Well, what if I offer them more money? Yes. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, the the lawyers are not going to like that too much. Obviously, that you sell the house twice. Well, but. I've even had it's very rare, but I've even had a buyer offer, like a new buyer offer the first buyer. Yes. I had one guy offer ten thousand dollars to the ten, first buyer. To ten thousand dollars to the first buyer to walk away yep. from walk the deal, away. and, and they, they would didn't. Not, they yep. would not. They wanted the husband would. But the wife wanted that house really bad, oh. and she would not. I thought, what a quick way to make ten thousand bucks! Like, go find Better another, flip. Yeah. go find <laughs> another house, right? But they would not walk away. That was very rare, but that happened to me. Yeah. Wow. All kinds of things. Here eh? it all. It's you know, it, it truly is. Every day is different. Every mm-hmm. deal is different. Uh, it just it keeps us uh, on our toes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's an emotional roller coaster. It's an emotional roller coaster, yeah. especially in this market right now. Yes. Yes. You know, it's nuts. There's there's lack of listings, you know, but we look the stats we saw last year. I was year, just gonna say, week, don't say there. I've been saying there's a lack of I, listings well, to everybody. Well, there is, there's lack of listings. Well, because but, we've got more buyers. But exactly. But that being said, we last year 2015 saw more listings hit the market than 2014. That shocked me. Um, <laughs> I know it's it's surprising, but it's it just goes to show you it's just the market is hot. People are buying. Oh my gosh! Yes, we saw more sales last year as well. Not just more listings, but but many more sales. Yeah. Um, you know, the average price has gone up nearly $10,000 so a year over year. So it's been uh, it's been good all around. So anyways, when we come back from uh, from the news break here, we're going to talk with uh, a good friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, John Delamonte about a new condo project opening up uh, out in Amherstburg. It's pretty exciting for the town and uh, we'll we'll learn all about that right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show on AM800. Is it time to buy that income property? Or maybe even that cottage? The Dan Jemis Real Estate Show is here to help make those decisions. Welcome back to the show, an advertising feature on AM800. Here's Dan Jemis, your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. Welcome back to the show, everyone. Amherstburg, Ontario. Now, although it's had its share of bad press the last couple of years with its financial woes, There's no doubt that many of its residents are finally happy with the direction in which it's heading. The town's finances are now looking extremely positive, and with many upcoming projects preparing to launch, many folks really do believe that Amherstburg is the next big thing, the next top market. Not only is it the safest community in all of Canada, but it's the police force that recently won Canada's best-dressed police vehicle. Even with the recent property tax increases, it remains to be one of the municipalities with the lowest property taxes. And let us not forget all the amazing festivals held in town throughout the year. Well, today we wanted to tell you all about an exciting condo project that officially launched this week. And to tell us all about it, I've invited a great friend of the Dan Gemma's team. And it's John Delamonte, sales rep with the uh, REMAX Preferred Realty. Hey, John, good morning. How are you? 
Good morning, Dan. Good. How are you? Well, I'm very good. Thanks for uh, for joining us this morning. We uh, we're excited to learn uh, all about this project. Tell us about it. Yeah, this is exciting for us. Uh, you know, it's a 26 unit um, condo project uh, in in Amherstburg near the Walmart area. Uh, so it's close to amenities. It's 26 units, six floors, uh, contemporary design. Um, you know, it's, it's a design we're excited about because it's um, it's got a nice flair to it, trending in other communities, but uh, kind of a first for Windsor Essex, and thankfully yeah. in Amherstburg. Yeah. And, and you mentioned the the flare, and and there are pictures available uh, on its website. We'll get that information out to folks. Um, tell tell us about why they decided to kind of of change uh, to change up the design and, and make it look uh, different. Well, these guys are from Toronto, um, and and we talked about a condo in Amherstburg, but we we decided that instead of the square box, you know, just a plain full brick, um, dressing it up. And and these guys are from the Toronto area. And said, well, how about, you know, something like this? And it just immediately caught our attention. And um, it, we're noticing it just from the uh, calls we're getting, and people are saying, wow, that looks great, you know, beautiful design. You know, uh, you serve a town of Amherstburg just, just like we do as well, John, mm-hmm. and, and mm-hmm. You, you've been seeing it as well. People are looking for, for, for condo living. They love it. Absolutely. Well, we noticed that, you know, there's people renting apartments you yes. know, in, in old buildings for like, you know, fifteen, sixteen hundred a month. And you can actually own a brand new condo unit for less than that, you know, with the current interest rates. No kidding. How yeah. many bedrooms are these units going to have, John? They're, they're two bedrooms primarily, but we do have one bedroom units. Um, you know, uh, some are two baths. Uh, as well, uh, with balconies, and the balconies can actually come with enclosed glass. Nice. Um, you know, the designs uh, are, you know, floor-to-ceiling glass, so lots of light, uh, very bright interiors. Um, how, how large are these units? Um, average size is about 1,200, but, you know, we have 1,600 penthouse uh, square, you know, square feet in the penthouse units, but average is about 1,200. Now, I'm assuming that uh, obviously it's still in the beginning stages. If somebody want is interested, they can obviously make some changes and, and add some unique flares to their to their units, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we just uh, did the marketing launch this week. We're having an information session February 29th at Ricardo's Italian Restaurant uh, in Amherstburg. So whoever would like to come out on a Monday evening, February 29th, you just have to register on the website first. Mm-hmm. And uh, the developers will be there, the architect, the you know, lawyer, fi- um, Windsor Family Credit Union's on board. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be a nice evening. Tell us about uh, some pricing. Two twenty nine nine is the um, starting price. Um, upper two hundred is going to be the majority of the pricing, mm-hmm. but two twenty nine nine will get you a, a condo in this building. Uh, parking is there underground parking? Uh, is there the possibility of underground parking? There's a possibility. We're going to leave that open uh, for discussions. If there's a need, we're definitely going to pursue it. Um, that will add to the price, of course, um, which actually then would get us more units. If we can go underground, uh, the units then would probably jump about $25,000. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, the developers, um, I, I've, I've heard make mention um, mm-hmm. of wanting to use uh, local suppliers, local companies to kind of, of help head this project. Can you explain uh, a bit about yeah, that? Absolutely. They they don't want to be known as you know the Toronto Development Corporation. You know yeah. they they want to be known as this is locally built. Uh, they're comfortable with the, the architects are from Windsor. Uh, they want all the builder from Windsor or or you know from this region of course. Yeah. All suppliers. So they want this to be a homegrown project. 
that's that's pretty uh, that's pretty great to hear. Is this their first project out in Windsor, Essex, John? Or they they have more stuff? It, it actually is. Uh, they're they're developing other areas. Um, they they were here about three years ago, bought some property, and then kind of fell in love with the town, and uh, they bought this piece of property and specifically want to target a, a condominium project here. I guess we should uh, we should tell people where, where it's located. It's uh, 182 Pickering. It's it's basically Pickering and Sandwich, right near the Walmart area, one mm-hmm. block from the river. Uh, so, you know, you're close to shopping and, uh, you know, downtown. No doubt that Amherstburg has everything right there. You don't have to Absolutely. leave the town. If you're yeah, if you're in Amherstburg, you can... Uh, you can yeah. get the restaurants and get everything uh, right there in town. Uh, where can where can folks find more information, John? Um, Southpointcondos.ca. Okay, so that's uh, Southpointcondos. The point has an E in it. Uh, Southpointcondos.ca. There's um, the website is live and it's a responsive website. Um, and you can register on there for for daily information. Yep. News releases and uh, yeah, we have people registering already. Fantastic. Hey, listen, yeah. we're all excited about this project. It'll be, uh, it'll be a great addition to uh, the beautiful town of Amherstburg. And uh, listen, Absolutely. thanks for your time, John. Thank you for waking up this morning for us. Thank you, Dan. Thanks you're, for the you're, call. An, you're an early morning person, aren't you? You're like me. Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> we're both hey, the same. John. Oh, don't yeah. second. Yeah. Hey, John. You know, Hi, they, they always say it's who you know. And, uh, and right. I'll be ready in about... 15 years, so could you save the penthouse we're, suite for we're me, please? Penthouse right on the very top floor for you. Thank you, John. <laughs> Good morning, John. Listen, uh, thank you again, and we'll, uh, we'll be talking to you soon. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. Thank that's you. that's Bye-bye. John Delamonte, the uh, sales representative with uh, Remax Preferred Realty. Uh, he's uh, he's one of the agents that's handling uh, this uh, this condo. And listen, we'd be happy to get you more information as well, uh, and give us a call if you want uh, more details on those on those units. But uh, John's done a great job, and in telling us all about that. It's definitely a huge uh, a huge project for the town of Amherstburg. It'll be lots of fun. Yeah. And uh, you're right. If you, if you do find the pictures, if you haven't seen them yet, it is a very um, uh, urban, modern-looking building. It's, it'll be a nice uh, nice addition to uh, to the town of Amherstburg. Yeah. It's so fun to watch, you know, these developments happening in, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the Lakeshore, in Tecumseh, in LaSalle, in, in Windsor. It's just been, it's been, uh, it's been interesting to, to see them all happen, right? And the planning stage is always always the best part. It's the time to get in while while they're building it. You can you can add your own little touches little and touches. your custom touches to it, uh, which is lots of fun. Hey, listen, we're gonna talk about toilets when we come back. Woohoo! <laughs> I know, flushing and clogging toilets. Um, we have lots of tips. <laughs> we have some tips. Uh, what to do if you clog your toilet and you have no plunger? What do you do? Run the other way. I'll bet you ninety percent of them. <laughs> generation does not have a plunger. I would like to know. <laughs> I'll bet you. Do you have one? I don't have See? one. Do you That's have you know a plunger? We have plungers, yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. That's because you have kids. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the toys and everything else. But I'd like to know how many <laughs> how many people would just clog a toilet and leave it for their spouse to deal with. <laughs> and walk away. Oh, lordy. Do a Facebook oh, poll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we'll, talk, we'll talk all about that when we come back. And we're going to talk about uh, some featured listings and some buyer requests. We need some stuff. We need uh, buyer. We have buyers yes. looking for, for some properties in uh, every corner of Windsor-Essex. And we'll tell you all about that. If you know somebody who has one um, that matches up, give us a call. We'll, uh, we might sell it for them. Okay, so lots more to come right here on the Dan Gemma's Real Estate Show on AM 800.
You're in the right place for the best real estate advice in Windsor, Essex. It's the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, a paid program on AM800. Back to the show with your host and broker owner of the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team. Welcome back to the show. Before we get to our plunger story, <laughs> we want to talk about some, uh, some, some buyer wants and needs and uh, some listings we want to mention. Uh, Courtney, do you want to go first? Sure. We, we have, have some um, new listings, don't we? Yeah, a new listing on uh, Les Bronze there, 1538 Les Bronze. It's close to EC Row. It's a fantastic one-and-a-half story, three-bedroom, two-bath, um, newly renovated inside. Yes. So you can go online and on our website there at danjamis.com and check that out. Look at the video tour and the pictures. Um, and then we have a new listing coming up on 348 St. Peter Street in uh, Lakeshore, Bell yes. River area. Um, ranch style, uh, three bedroom. It's got a fully finished basement. The garage is made into a nice uh, entertainment center. Yeah. Um, that will be listed at around two oh nine nine. Um, we sold that house three four years ago, and yeah, it was pretty. It's pretty cool. The the previous owners uh, wanted more, just further more living space. They had a big family at the time, and they turned the garage into. Um, it was like a games room or a, a, like a big living center. So obviously it could be turned back into a garage if, if the, pre the next buyer wants it. Um, you know, might make a, a nice cool man space. cave too, yes. you know? There you go. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, it was it was pretty cool. Um, Kath, anything from uh, from you listing-wise? Uh, yeah, we have a new listing on 474 St. John in Tecumseh. Yes. And uh, that shows really well. A beautiful, gorgeous new kitchen and new bathroom, all refinished hardwood floors, partially finished basement, Backs uh, has no neighbors behind. Little brick ranch. Um, that one's at 187. That's a that's a real nice little house in a popular area. Yes. Lots of interest in that. That's cool. We have a lot of buyers looking for some specific stuff. Um, why don't you girls give us an idea as to uh, what your buyers are looking for? Who wants to go first? Well, my young couple on St. John. Yes. Want to get something larger, so they're looking in the Tecumseh, South Windsor, LaSalle area, up to around the 300, low 300 range. Um, so I need something in those areas. We, we've looked at quite a few actually, uh, while well, whatever pops up, but nothing has really struck their eye yet. And, um, I have Nick and Kathy from Lakeshore who are going to be listing their gorgeous raised ranch as soon as we find something. <laughs> yep. So there's the catch 22 again, right? And they're looking up to the 400 range and they want South Windsor. Uh, they love the Roseland Gulf area. Yep. Um, that's where they would really like to be, but uh, but they'll go up to four hundred thousand. That's just two right there. You want to pop in a couple court? Yeah, we got a great couple with two uh, two kids there looking to to buy a house somewhere in in the east end of of Windsor, around the one one fifty mark, um, preferably with bedrooms all on the main floor or. Because we've been looking at some homes there with a couple rooms upstairs, and that won't work for little children. Mm -hmm. um, and then another great new uh, couple. They're looking in the again the east end of of Windsor, around 160, um, or some county property. But there hasn't been any luck, so we're expanding into into Windsor. Uh, That's yeah. funny how that goes. They, we we have, we'll have buyers that are looking for something in a specific area and the next thing you know especially with the market right now is not much popping up not enough popping up 
Um, yeah. So we have to expand. So there's next thing to... you know, they ended up at Lake Shore. Okay, we'll do Leamington. I know it's <laughs> we true. really have to do something. <laughs> um, speaking of the East End and Lake Shore, I want to go even a little bit further. Yeah. I have a couple looking. They'll go out to Stony Point. Okay. They have family in Chatham. So they got he got a job here in Windsor. So they're trying to stay as far east as they possibly yes, can. Yes, yes. And he's really a big hunter. So if he can be on the creek, on one of the creeks or like Bell River or the lake, um, have access to that. He's got a little boat. And so he really wants, they really want that end. And they can go up to... I believe the 300s range as well. And like Courtney mentioned on that other couple, uh, this young couple has two small children and a brand new baby coming in a couple weeks. So they don't want bedrooms on opposite floors either. They really would like all the bedrooms together if at all possible. uh, Some of the raised ranches we've looked at have the two plus one, right? Yes. They've got the two bedrooms on the main floor and that third bedroom is stuck in the basement and they don't want to put a baby or a three-year-old in the basement away from them. So makes sense. And there's quite a few of those built. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I guess they wanted like a larger master. They only had so much square feet to work with, right? They wanted a larger master, so they made two on the main, but... It's great for teenagers. It sure is. You know, they love that room in the basement, but not for little, little ones. Okay. My couple there would be fine with like a two and then the one in the basement or something, just so long as the kids don't have to manage the stairs. So so they put the master in the basement? Yeah, they would. Oh, okay. I've seen that before too. I've seen that too. Yeah. I've seen that too. Interesting. For sure. Okay. Okay. Plungers. Do we own them? (laughs) I have two. Yeah, two. Yeah, two plungers. I'll come plungers. borrow one. Yeah. <laughs> Gourney does not have a plunger. I don't have a plunger. But after this... Uh, Santa. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's a little ways away. But after this, you won't need a plunger. Why? Because I'm about to give you seven easy ways to clear a clog. Come on. In a toilet. <laughs> Where do you find this but stuff, are they? Yeah, I want to I hear these. Are they okay. getting good? Here we go. Number one. When you notice a nasty clog, your best bet is to fill a pan with hot water. Heat it up on the stove or use the tap, but don't let the water get to boiling point. Pour it down the drain and let it sit for a few minutes to see if it loosens the clog. You'll know if your efforts were successful if you see the water start to drain. No kidding. Yeah, that'd no. be your first clue. <laughs> or then, overflow. Or overflow. Oh, God. Then oh. give the toilet a flush or two. In many cases, the hot water is enough to break up whatever is causing the backup. Next, if you need to kick things up a notch... Borrow some dish soap from the kitchen and squeeze a generous amount, about a quarter cup should do, into the toilet bowl. Let the soap sit for five to ten minutes so it has time to move down the drain and reach the clog. Then add hot water, again not boiling, to the bowl and give it some time to sit. In most cases, the soap will act as lubricant and grease the clog in the toilet drain to get everything moving again. It makes and, sense. And then you have bubbles. And yeah, bubbles. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, this is if you're in a pinch, okay? And you need, okay. You, need, you don't have a uh, a plunger. Next, it's time to channel what you learned in elementary school. If your toilet bowl is already filled to the brim, either empty out some of the water or be prepared for a little overflow. Next, pour one cup of baking soda and one cup of vinegar down the you're toilet drain. You're kidding. When the vinegar and baking soda combine, the natural chemical reaction will bubble and uh-huh. loosen the clog. After about, it makes sense, doesn't it make sense though? Oh, after I'd be about afraid. thirty minutes, 
We could have like a like the volcano out of the toilet. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. After about thirty minutes, follow up with some hot water and see if it drains. If it does, if it does, you're good to go. If it doesn't, repeat the process once more. Just keep going. Just keep going until it goes away. Add more. Just add more. Next, the brush battle. This may seem a little unpleasant, but if you're really in a bind and there's no plunger in sight, grab a toilet brush and angle the bristle down the drain. Pumping up and down a few times should be enough to loosen things up so the clog clears in no time. I don't know about that. The, the bristle brush? I don't. I can't picture that working. But worth a try. I guess it's worth a try. What do you do? Um, if you don't have access to a, a plumbing snake, who does, really? Well, you mean you don't, don't have one snakes? in your closet? No. <laughs> you don't just yell. <laughs> you can fashion your own using a wire coat hanger from your closet. Okay, I guess. Simply unwind the hanger so that it's completely straight with the exception of the hook. Then wrap a small rag around the hook to help prevent any scratches or damage to the porcelain. And while wearing rubber gloves, gently angle the hanger down the drain until you find the clog. When the water starts to drain, flush the toilet a few times to clear it out. On that note, when they changed, because when we bought our, our new building, I had all the plumbing changed. Because there was, there was word that there was some plumbing issues and um, there's a restaurant on the other side. So grease, you know, grease uh, blockages and everything. I had them in there to just start um, putting the um, the snake down. Uh-oh. You could not pay me enough. To do that job? To do that job mm-hmm. and put a snake. Now, this was a, like a long line. We put a whole bunch down because the, the, it's a big building and the lines go far. But you could not pay me enough to do that job. Uh, pff, plumbers out there, God bless you because I don't know how you do it. But all part of the job. Um. Next, bathroom bomb, it's called. Don't, <laughs> don't run out to buy Drano. Create your own DIY declogger instead by mixing together the following ingredients. Two cups of baking soda, a quarter cup of Epsom salt, and eight to ten teaspoons of dish detergent. Add one tablespoon at a time. Or sorry, tablespoons. Teaspoons, tablespoons. <laughs> Pour the combination into... When you're talking about this, really... Pour the combination into individual muffin liners, then let them dry and harden overnight. Okay, how about you just go out and get a plunger? Really? Oh my gosh, this is amazing. The next morning, drop one into the toilet bowl, add four cups of water, and let it sit for a few hours to see the results. Why would you not just go to the dollar store and buy a plunger? This is a lot of work. It is a lot of work. What happens if you only have one bathroom? You have to wait, like, you know, a whole day for the whole process. Hope you're good and, friends with the neighbors. And just think of the person who obviously experimented with all of this. Yeah. <laughs> they had no time on their hands. Okay. <laughs> Next, and last, last but not least, last resort. Again, this is ridiculous, but rent a wet-dry vacuum from your local hardware store. While you're there, buy a plunger. Do not... We repeat, oh. do not try this with a regular vacuum. <laughs> oh, no. First, use it to empty the water from the bowl. Next, wrap the hose in an old rag to create a seal, then stick the vacuum a few inches down the drain. Oh, my. When you turn on the vacuum, it should suck out the clog. And, and then, then, don't forget the rubber gloves. And then you return the Seriously, vacuum. Dan. Return- <laughs> oh, oh, lordy. <laughs> Oh. Nobody's gonna rent vacuums anymore. <laughs> What's that stench from that vacuum? I don't. Oh, I don't know, honey. <laughs> so 
So, Kath, you must have found this list, right? Uh, oh, no, that didn't come for me. I would I would just call my Dr. Blake. He comes and fixes yes, everything. Yes, good old Dr. Blake. Oh, Can you give out his number for everyone else, yes. too? Absolutely. There's nothing that guy can't do. Honestly, uh, really. I, I could see the hot water. Okay, I get that. And maybe the yeah, dish, soap. dish soap. But everything else, it's just easier to go to the, you know, run to the hardware store and buy a plunger. Yeah. It's pretty silly. Everyone should have one, Courtney. All right. Oh, I'll, should have a on my way home. Oh, okay. There you have it, folks. Here's your tips. Your seven easier ways to clear a clog. <laughs> I don't know about that. Lots more to come right here on the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show on AM 800. Welcome back to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM 800. For more details on today's guests and show topics, or to listen to past shows, visit the Dan Jemis Real Estate Team website at danjemis.com. Well, thanks for tuning in today. We're happy to have you along. We'll uh, we'll see you again next Sunday. Again, don't don't forget if you are thinking of buying or selling a house, give us a call. We'd love to come out there, wouldn't you, Kath? Yes, that is what we're really here for, Dan. Not yes, we need tips. we need more <laughs> listings. I know. And we'll bring a plunger to your listing. Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> Free plunger if you Free list plunger. with the Dan Jemis team. Oh boy! But seriously, we are. If you are thinking of uh, of buying or selling. Give us a call. We'd love to help. 519-566-5565. Our website is danjemis.com. And again, there, there never is an obligation uh, with the free home market evaluations. We'll come out there and, and have a look. And oftentimes, you'll be surprised. We will recommend you don't do the work that you're anticipating on doing Very before listing. True. That happens quite a bit, okay? So we'll see you guys next Sunday. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a great rest of the weekend. You've been listening to the Dan Jemis Real Estate Show, an advertising feature on AM800. If you've thought about selling or buying a home in the future, the Dan Jemis Real Estate team would love to help. Visit the team's website at danjemis.com or call the office seven days a week, 519-566-5565.